There's a Gemara in Mayid Katan on Davtesam and Aleph. And the Gemara says as follows. Rabbi son ben Amsoi, ben Asmoi, Rabbi Yehuda ben Gerim, Tanu Parshas Nedarim, Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai. So these two great Tamid Chachamim, Rabbi Yainasan ben Asmai and Rabbi Yehuda ben Gerim learned Meseches uh, Nedarim, Parshas Nedarim in the Beis Medrash of Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai. How do I know that they're a great Tamid Chachamim? If you're sitting in the Beis Medrash of Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai, you're probably a great Tamid Chacham. I think that's safe to assume. And the Gemara says, Ifter ba'ursa. At night, they were going home. It was the end of the Zman. And they were taking leave of their Rebbe. So at night, they bid him farewell. They went to his shtender, his home. I don't know where they went, but wherever it was, they made up a, a, a preda from him. And they said goodbye. Litzafra, and the next morning, Hadar v'kamifteremine. They came back again the next morning to say goodbye a second time. Amr lohos or b'shimbayechai asked v'lav if teriso mine b'orsa didn't you? Already say goodbye last night. Why are you coming back again? Amrlei, Limaditena Rabbeinu, you taught us, Rabbi, Talmud Shanifter Me Rabbi, that if a Talmud takes leave of his Rabbi, Vilan Ba'isa Ha'ir, and he sleeps in that town, meaning he had said goodbye to his Rabbi, but then he sleeps over that night. You have to come back the next morning and say goodbye again. And he brings a pasuk by Yemashmini Shalach Esaam, by Baruch Esamelech, Oksivu Vyayim Esrim Shleish Lachaydish Ashvi Shalach Esaam. Elamikan Latalmid and Niftimirabiv Lambaisa Yerzach Lifter Mimenu Pamacheres. What's the Pshad in this Gemara? How do you understand this? They said goodbye at night. Okay, you say goodbye. They slept over that night. They slept in the dorm and then they came back the next morning. They could have just left. But instead they came back again. And they said goodbye all over again. And I know there's a Pasuk that he brings about Shlema Melech and how he sent away the nation twice because they slept again and they, uh, they were once again, before they left, they came back again to get benched. I understand, but what's the, what's the lumdus behind this? What's the rationale behind this? Why do you, in fact, need to say goodbye to your Rebbe again? What do we take from this Gemara? And I think that there's two lessons that we could take from this Gemara, two major lessons. And that's why it's very appropriate that we're speaking about this, of course, at the closure shmuz, at the seam of this, uh, of this man. And for some of you, it's, uh, it's just a temporary goodbye. 
And for some of you, it's a, it's a more long-term goodbye because some of you are going on to uh, other uh, pastures. I don't know if they're greener, but uh, other pastures. And, um, and so it's important that we are kaiveya to Yisaitis from this Gemara. To Yisaitis. The first Yisait that you have to take from this Gemara is before any questions about why you have to come back twice, the one you say that you should take from this Gemara is that when you leave your Rebbe, you have to say goodbye. And when you leave Yeshiva, you have to say goodbye. Now that might not seem to be such a great Chiddush, but it's a tremendous Chiddush because very few people actually do this. Very few people actually do this. Some people believe, mistakenly, that yeshiva is like a gas station. And that yeshiva is a place that you go to fill up your proverbial car. Uh, you need a degree, we provide that. You need a smicha, we provide that. You need a, a shear, we provide that. And basically, you don't, when you pull out of, the draw, out of the gas station, you don't probably go to the guy you know, standing in the booth and saying, thank you very much. Maybe you should, but you don't. And so people think of yeshiva, apparently, that that's sort of what it is also. Listen, we paid tuition, came here, did our stuff, uh, you know, came to Shear, came to Night Seder, came to you know, college, we got what we needed, and now you know, it's the next stage of life, so we have to just keep moving. We don't even turn around to say goodbye. And that's a terrible, terrible crime. It's really a crime. When a person doesn't say goodbye to his Rebbe before he goes away, I don't care if you're going away at the end of a Zman or at the, or, or at the end of a Tkufa, but you have to, as the most basic form of Akaras HaTayv, is to just say goodbye. When you nifta me rabba, you have to go and, and, and tell him what you're doing and tell him what your plans are. And not just assume, well, I think I saw him by graduation, so he knows I graduated. He should come over to me, maybe. And nifta me rabba, you have to go over to him at least once. Before we get to the reason behind it twice, you have to go over to him at least once. There's a beautiful story that I saw from Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. Chaim was the Rashiva of the Mir. He had a very long tenure. He was actually the Rashiva in the Mir in Poland. He was the Rashiva in the Mir in Shanghai when they were in Gaulus. And then he was Rashiva in the Mir in Yerushalayim. He had a very, very long stretch and streak of being Rosh Hashiva. And he was obviously very brilliant and very holy. Many people think that he was the mashkiach of the Mir because, you know, his famous Sefer, Sichas Musa, rocked the entire Torah world. It's impossible. There are certain pieces in the Sichas Musa that, um, you know, are so famous from him. And in our yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, we're zeichet to have Menal, who's a nephew and has a direct messiah from him. But... So many people like associate Chaim Shmulevitz as being like the Balmusser of the Mir, which he was, but of course he was really everything. He was Rashiva um, and he was 
not the mashkiach officially, but he served in every capacity to perfection. And in his capacity as Rashiva, he would accept Bachrim. He would be the one to give the fahers if he wanted to come into the mirror in Yushalayim, he would be the one that would, the one that would sit with you and uh, you'd take a fare by him. And the minig was and still is that if you want to get into, a, into the mirror, and probably many other yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, you have to bring a letter from your Rosh Yeshiva in America attesting to the fact that you're you know, a stand-up guy and that you're, you have asmada and that you're a, you know, you're, you have your shamayim, mechulei. And that's the minig. So every bachar, every Talmud that wanted to come to the mirror would bring this letter from his Rosh Shiva, Reb Chaim would read it, and then he'd give him a faher. And Reb Chaim would often say the following. He says, do you think that I need a letter from his Rosh Shiva to attest to how good he is in learning? And I could see in three seconds how good he is in learning. As soon as he starts opening up his Gemara and opening his mouth and tell, you know, or talking and learning in the Sugya, I know exactly how good he is in learning. I don't need his Rosh Shiva to tell me how good he is. I know. And I could probably tell his Yerushalayim also. But why do I insist on seeing a letter from his Rosh Shiva? The reason why I insist on that is to know that he had the decency that he went over to his Rosh Hashiva before he left to bid him farewell, to get Rishus that he's from him to leave before he leaves. And that way I know that he's a mensch. The letter does nothing for me in terms of informationally teaching me a thing about the Bacha that I can't pick up on my own. But I want to know that at least he went to his Rosh Hashiva before he left to say goodbye and ask him Rishus to leave and if he could give me a letter to, you know, for Reb Chaim. That means the world to me. And that's the way it is. When you leave yeshiva, when you leave yeshiva in any capacity, you have to go over to your Rebbe and you have to say thank you. Thank you for the lumdus. Thank you for the bikiyas. Thank you for the halachas. Thank you for the hashkafas. Thank you for making time for me whenever I needed it. Thank you for being a reference to the countless Shidduch resume calls that, I, that, that, that has to be fielded for me. Thank you for, for being a sounding board for me. Thank you for giving me advice about Shidduchim and about career and about Ben Adam Lachaver and Ben Adam Lamakim. You made me who I am and I appreciate it. I thank you. How do you just leave? How does a person just leave Yeshiva like Kalachayel, like with, without, any, without any feeling that I have to say goodbye? That's one takeaway from, from this Gemara, that you have to forget about the second time. You have, if you leave your Rebbe, you have to say goodbye once. Once. You have to say goodbye, I'm leaving. I'm not just like walking out, the movie's over and I, I walk out. It's not a movie. There's an interaction, there's a relationship. And that's a very, very important yisaid as we're entering the last day of the Zman and the clock is ticking and the countdown begins, it's important to say goodbye to your Rebbe. It's important to say goodbye to your personal Rebbe, whoever that may be. It's important to say goodbye to your Rosh Hashiva. 
It's important to say goodbye to other Abayim, to Shalom Eshevs. It's important to say goodbye. Because if you gained anything in terms of Midas, in terms of Akar Satev, in terms of just a relationship, then that's incumbent upon you. When you if you're home, you're, you're leaving you know, your house to go back to Yeshiva or to go wherever, I assume you would go and say goodbye to your parents and you'd get benched by them and you'd say, thank you. And the same thing is true for Yeshiva. There might be 200, 300 guys here, whatever there is, but that doesn't patter the individual from coming over and saying, thank you. That's one very important Yisrael. Yisrael number two is about this coming back business. I said goodbye last night. Okay, it's true, I slept in the dorm, but I'm catching a, you know, an 8.30 flight the next morning. I have to go at 7.30 and say goodbye to my Rebbe again? <laughs> Why? So, to answer that question, you have to know a little bit Yavamis. Yavamis is the Masechta that we're going through in Dafyemi, and Baruch Hashem, we had a very good core of, of Talmidim in Dafyemi. For Yavamis, I, I thought for sure we wouldn't get any buyers for Yavamis. And we had a very, probably the strongest Chabur we ever had up until this day in, in this new Machzor of Dafyemi. Um, you have to know one you cite in, in Yavamis to answer the question. In Yavamis, there's a concept called Zika. Zika means that if a, if a man dies without children, his wife falls to his brother, his brother, his, his paternal brother, and he has a choice now. This brother either could opt to do Yibam, to actually marry her, and the kids that are born from this new union somehow Kabbalistically is attributed to that dead brother who didn't have children, or he could do chalitza, but something has to be done. Chalitza is like a sort of like to relieve her uh, to, or to relieve himself of the obligation of Yibam, you do chalitza. But you have to do one option or the other. And as long as there is this um, relationship between a Yavam and a Yavama, there is a, a magnetic force field between them. And there is a lot of halachic ramifications. Uh, which we're not going to go into. But that concept of Zika, that I'm magneti- magnetically attached to my Yavam, there's a relationship, it has to be broken. It has to either be consummated with Yibam or it has to be severed with Chalitza. But until that takes place, there's a relationship. I can't do any, I'm like, I'm magne- if I'm the Yavama, I have to do something with this man. I have to, and I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to him with Zika until something happens. And I think that that's exactly what the relationship uh, is that should exist between a Talmud and his Rabbi, between a Talmud and more broadly his yeshiva. There is a connection between us. There is a magnetic force field, a magnetic pull that draws me back to my Rabbi. And so, yes, when I take leave of my Rebbe, then I say goodbye, and then I break away, and I, and I go to a summer, and I go to another uh, situation, I move to another yeshiva, I move to another, to a job. But the zika never is gone. The zika always remains, this magnetic attraction, this pull, this relationship that, that always pulls me back has to exist. 
And therefore, when a person leaves his Rebbe at night, that's very nice, but the next morning you're still here, your Rebbe's still here. It's almost like your feet are, are pulling you to go back again to your Rebbe. And even if you move to uh, Yehuppetz and you're far away from Yeshiva, that zika remains. That means that I'm always, I always feel that kesher, nitzchi, between myself and the yeshiva. I have talmidim that are literally, I haven't uh, had formally as talmidim in yeshiva for 15 years, for 18 years, for 20 years. And when I see them, it's mamish like chadish emenu kakadim. It's like, I, they, like they never left. They feel a relationship, not just to me, but to other Abayim and to the yeshiva at large. They, they just, they're drawn back. And so they come to a dinner and they come to a, um, a Sunday fun day and they come to, a, to a, 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 an alumni reunion and they come, whatever they can come, they come because they feel this relationship. They feel that distance is nothing because I have a relationship. I'm always drawn back. And if they come through the city of Queens or whatever, or they, or they land in Kennedy Airport, they come because there's, a, there's, there's something, a relationship that, that tugs at their heart, that pulls at them, that wants to come back. And so I think that that explains a little deeper, not just that you're saying goodbye to Rebbe because I have to check the box and have Akar Satay for the things that I got. But... Whether you understand it or not, there is a strong relationship. The strongest bond in the world is a bond of Tyra. It's the bond of Tyra. Tyra is something that's so eternal that it's the only thing that really is important in life. There's a, a Gemara that says, or a Mishnah and Aves rather, Bishas Ptirasa Shal Adam, when a person dies, in Malavan Laila Adam, like Kesev you can't take it with you. You, you never see a, a U-Haul truck uh, hitched onto the back of a hearse. You're just never going to see it. But doesn't the person want to take all of his furniture and all of his, uh, his, his iPhone and his iPad and his iPad and all the, all the junk that he collected his whole life? Shouldn't that go with him? It doesn't go with him. Nothing comes with him. You go down into the kever alone. Like Kesev Eleizov, Le'avonim Taivis Le'margolis, all the jewelry stays. Ela Taira Umaisim Taivim Bilvad. This is what the mission at the end of Pirkei says. The only thing that does escort me to the Elam Emes is Taira Umaisim Taivim. Taira is a kesher that's nitzchi. The only thing that I really have in life is Taira. When, it all, when push comes to shove, I may be a gazillionaire, but you have nothing if you don't have Tyra. You have Maisim Taivim, but the only thing that really you have is Tyra. I once saw Gavalda Gavart from the Panovich Rosh Hashiva from Rav Kahneman, and he once said that, you know, we all have a, a Pasuk. Everybody knows at the end of Shemayna Esrei, you say a, a, a pasuk that is shayach to your name. So, you know, if your name is David, so I think the pasuk is Dir Shashem B'Yimatzai, Kuru or something. You have a, it's a name that starts with a, with a Dalit, and it has a Vav and a Dalit in it, and, uh, and that's your, uh, your pasuk. And everybody has their pasuk. 
Why do we all have this Pasuk? So we all know that when we die, we go up to Shemaim, they ask us our name, and we say a Pasuk. So the Panavitra asks, why, why say a Pasuk? Just say your name. So he says, the answer is that when you go up to the Elam Emes, it's such a frightening experience that you can't even remember your own name. That's how, that's how flummoxed a person becomes. You're just like, it's so, it's so frightening that you're just going to remember, you can't even remember your name. But you know what you do remember? You, you remember the Torah. So we give you a Pasuk in Chumash or in Nach, that's your Pasuk. That, that does remain with you. And you're going to remember the Pasuk that Shaykh to your name. Now you're going to, that's going to instantly be, be before you because it's Tyra. All that you learn is going to be with you. That you take with you, but nothing else. Your own name you're not going to have anymore, but you'll have a Pasuk. So Tyra is the only thing that you really have in life. That's the only Kesher that you have with anything that's long-term, that's real, that's permanent. That's why, by the way, there's a Chazal that says, When you say goodbye to your friend, you're not supposed to just say, you know, goodbye, farewell. You're supposed to say, You know why? The only Kesher that you'll have with him is that If I tell you, you know, just a joke when you leave me, you're probably not going to remember the joke and you're not going to remember me. But if I leave you with a Dvar Torah, you'll always remember that Dvar Torah. That was the Dvar Torah that we left with. That's what you'll remember. Yaakov, Avinu, and Yosef, they, they remembered after so many decades, they remembered that they were Isaac in the Sugya of Egla Rufa. That was what remained by them. Everything else is, is really trivial relative to the Kayach of Torah. And so there's no greater Kesher of Tyra, a relationship of Tyra, than a Rebbe and a Talmud, than a, a Talmud and a Yeshiva. And so when you leave your Rebbe, it's like Keperish Menachayim. There's a Gemara that says about Rabbi Akiva that Kalaperish Mimenu Keperish Menachayim. You're like leaving life. When you leave your Rebbe, when you leave your Yeshiva, you're not just leaving a, an institution of higher learning. You're not just leaving a, another place. You're leaving, you're leaving life in a sense. And you'll remember fondly the Torah that you learned here, and you'll want to come back. Your Neshama will always come back if you did it right. If you feel that you, know, you really gained then the Kesher that you have with the Yeshiva and with your Rebbe is like you're constantly having Zika. If I left you last night, I want to come back again this morning. Why do you want to come back again this morning? I have to. I'm drawn. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense, but I'm drawn back. It's true that I have Tyra in other places also. There's other opportunities to learn, but you'll never have the Tyra that you have in one institution, in one Yeshiva. That's a special Tyra. There are special Torah in another yeshiva. But in this yeshiva, you have special rabbeim and special Torah and special shiurim. And that should always fill you with a need to return. I remember years ago, I had a very close Talmud and he was telling me something very funny that he was like, a, he was all in. You know, there are guys that are they come and they're sort of in. There are guys that are, you know, very in. There's some guys that are all in. This is a guy that was all in to Lander. He loved it. And he got engaged. 
and his, uh, he was sitting with his kala. They were, you know, a week before uh, the chasna, you know, you have that uh, last date before you're not going to see each other for a week, and many people don't speak that whole week. And it's a very, you know, it could be a, a sentimental time, an emotional time. And this Talmud was after the chasna, he was not coming back to yeshiva for whatever reason. And he was, you know, opening up to his kala, and he said to her, he says, I'm really going to miss him. She said, that's so sweet. You're going to miss me? He says, yeah, but I, that's not what I said. He said, what did you say? He said, I'm really going to miss Landers. <laughs> Obviously, that seems a little strange, but if you're all in, that's what you feel. That's like the, the, a Kesher that you have that's a beautiful, powerful Kesher that you don't, you know, yeah, I have to leave because life goes on and, and that's a healthy thing. You want life to go on. That's exactly what you're supposed to do at the right time. But, but in terms of the Kesher, the Kesher is a Kesher Shol Kayama. The Kesher is a Kesher Nitzri. That's one you say that I want to share with you today. That you have to say goodbye, and then you have to, if you feel a kesher with your Rebbe, with your yeshiva, you should not just say it because you think it's the right thing to do, but that you feel that you don't want to leave. I have to leave, but I, I don't want to leave. So I'm leaving, but it's, it's really difficult for me. And I'll say goodbye again and again, and I'll feel that I always want to be back. I feel that about yeshiva. When I'm during Ben Azmanim, you know, these long summers, and, uh, you know, I feel that. I feel it right away. I feel like I can't wait for the guys to get back because, like, you know, it's so important. It's like part of life to have a, a, to have a yeshiva going and to have a talmidim and to have, have the, the kaltaira. And it's sad when it's not here. I remember when I, during COVID, like when everybody was sent home, and I came in to get my svarim, and it was like a regular day of the Zman that should have been a, a regular day, and it was like the base medrash was empty, and I took a picture of the base medrash, and I sent it around to some people. I was like, look how depressing this is. Like, the lights are off on a regular day of the Zman. And, uh, but that's the way it is. When you don't have, when your Zman is not in, in, in progress, then it's sad. And you're chalishing to come back. I mean, we all have that hergish, I think, towards the end of the summer. Like, I just need to get back to yeshiva. It's enough. It was fun. You know, it was cute for a while. But now, like, I need, I need a, I need a miskaret. I need my rebbe. I need, I need yeshiva. That's, that should be the hergish. And I think it is the hergish of all of us. So all of us in this room, for sure. If you're here on the last day of the zman, you know, you, you passed your initiation test. You made it. Now, just in terms of the summer itself, again, this is whether you're coming back or you're not planning on coming back, but just how to deal with, uh, with life beyond Lander, either temporarily or permanently. I want to share with you an important yisaid from the Alei Shur. He says an amazing, he says an amazing vart. He writes a letter to a, uh, a Talmud of his who's found, he had to leave yeshiva for whatever reason. He was in London. 
It's a beautiful letter. I'm not going to go into the details how he describes about the, uh, the trolleys in London and the, uh, the beautiful um, scenery in London and how it's just a beautiful... He paints it so beautifully. But he says like this, he says that the main mivchan, the main test of a ben is when they leave yeshiva. We think that, you know, when you're in yeshiva, that's when you're being, you know, tested, as it were, uh, if I'm a ben or not, how you come to seder, if you come to seder, you come to davening, how you're learning, how you, how you are in shir, how you are in the dorm. He said, Revolvi says that that's not really true. The litmus test of a ben is how a ben acts when yeshiva is over, when he leaves the yeshiva. You see, when you're in yeshiva and you're shtelling to the program, so then everything is, is so easy in a sense. Obviously, you have challenges. Don't get me wrong. I know that there's many challenges. But in terms of if you, if you are able to miscabre over the challenges that we all are facing, you have everything here. There's no, you know, I went to yeshiva in high school, a high school yeshiva that, um, very chashiv yeshiva, but the dorms were like three blocks away. And between the base medrash and the dorms was a lot of beach traffic. So this time of year was always like deadly to walk, you know, down those blocks to get from yeshiva to the dorm. It was like tremendous nesianus, and that's why the yeshiva's move, moving, because it's, well, it's a crazy place to have yeshiva, and this is a really yeshiva yeshiva. So they're moving after, you know, 50 years. But this is the way, this is the way it was. And here... I don't know if you appreciate, you know, how beautiful our campus is, because we're here, we take it for granted. But you don't have to leave the campus. You literally don't have to leave yeshiva a whole, a whole month. Everything is here. You have dorms, and you have base medrash, you have dining room, you have, uh, um, you know, sports fields, and you have, uh, everything is here. The, I've had talmidim that literally you know, stayed from after Sukkot till Pesach Beretzifos, like they never left. You know, some people, like, I like doing this, like they swim under the pool and see if you can, like, not have to come up for air, like from one side of the pool to the other. I'm actually very good at it. I could go back and forth even sometimes. But that's how he was in Tyra. He was literally, he went deep sea diving, you know, he came after Sukkot and he just swam and swam. He never came up for air. Until Pesach, like, whoop, you know, he came up. That's really the Lushan that we find by Yaakov Avinu, Shehitmin Atzmai, Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. He was Matman himself. He, he didn't just, you know, go to Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever those 14 years. He was Taman, Taman, like Hatman on Shabbos. He was, he insulated, he, he completely immersed himself in the world of terror. He didn't come up for, for air. And. That's what a yeshiva should be. It's all, but we, but we have to like understand what we have over here. We have such an amazing opportunity to be in a yeshiva and to have a dining room upstairs and to, we don't have to walk through any schmutz. You don't have to walk through, everything is here. Everything is at our, they built it for us. They built such a beautiful base medrash. Look at this base medrash with air conditioning and lights and svarim galore. Can't take that for granted. Can't take anything of the chairs that we have and the shtenders and, and the tissue boxes. Like, somebody's doing this. The coffee room. 
Somebody takes care of these things for us. And it's a tremendous thing. But we have to appreciate what we have. And when we have it, it's sort of very easy for us because we have davening. You know, during, during uh, Elul, the Sephardim have their own slichas uh, for whole Elul. We accommodate literally everything. You don't have to leave. You could be here every single, every single day. I, I davened on, on Sunday morning. I was at a Syrian uh, base medrash in, in Flatbush. I had to be there. And um, it was beautiful. You know, I, had, I got Birchaz Ken. I, I wasn't expecting it. All of a sudden you see, I looked up from my, from my sitter, from my safe, whatever. You see 20 kayanim, duchanang. It's amazing. We don't have that. But, but we have so much. We have davening here. And we have learning and say everything is spoon fed for us. We don't have to go out. There's a meal plan and there's a vending machine and we have, you know, pizza galore and we have Charlotte. Every, everything is coming to this building. I mean, I, somebody told me, I think Rabbi Real told me once, like the budget that we have just for like Carlos and Gabby's in this, in this building. Do you have any idea? You could mamish like feed a, a, a small nation. You know, with the amount of money that we, uh, that we spend on just Carlos and Gabby's. You know how much pizza comes... Anyway, whatever. But, but I always tell my kids, when I was a kid, when I was young, I had pizza maybe once a month. If I was a good boy, I had pizza once a month. We lived in Long Beach, and pizza was in Cedarhurst. And it was one pizza store in, like, the whole Long Island. It's going back to the 1800s. And... Um, and once the, today, my kids have pizza literally three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and supper pizza. You know, if we could heat it up on Shabbos, we'd have on Shabbos also. But today, like, there's pizza, everything we have. So when you're in yeshiva, everything is so easy. It, it could, we make it difficult for ourselves because we get into technology and we have these addictions and we have this and we're lazy and we have, we have finals to study for and we have, you know, we get tired and I understand but everything, when you, in, if you're doing it right, when you're in yeshiva, it's not such a huge, like, big deal to be a Ben Tyra because it's perfect. We, we customized everything perfectly. You get software gift cards every time you sneeze. And, and you have, uh, you know, uh, everything is here. I mean, Lamana it's, it's crazy what we have. It's crazy. Reb Chaim never dreamt of a Lander College for men. That, I mean, on many levels, but... <laughs> But, on, uh, but just on a, on a Gashmius level, when he invented the new Velazhna Yeshiva, like, could you imagine what he would, like, what you have, you know, you have all of that heat in the winter and air conditioning in the summer and, and, uh, and food and barbecues and this is, this is Yeshiva? So when you're in Yeshiva, you know, it's a big deal to be a Ben Tyre in Yeshiva, but it's not such a big deal. You don't really know for sure how chashev you are, because it's all really given to you on a silver platter. Revolbi says that the main time that you really get to see how much it's stuck, how much yeshiva really affected you, and how much you are a real bentaira, is when you leave yeshiva. And when you're leaving yeshiva and you're walking, he says, on the streets of London, and things are so, you know, and you see there's people out there and you're not hermetically sealed anymore. And now, to be miscaber over yourself 
and not look at certain things that we shouldn't be looking at and not going certain places that we shouldn't be going to and not exposing ourselves. That's really the main time that we get to, to really take the training wheels off the bike and see if we could ride. And that's an opportunity that summer does give us. As many pitfalls as there, as there is for a bentaira to be away from yeshiva for two and a half, three months, which is a crazy thing, there's one good silver lining to the cloud, and that's that we get to really see who we are when we're not in yeshiva. It's not always pretty, and that's okay also, because it means that we have work to do. But at least it, it, it shows we get to, to try out, you know, how much we were mushba from yeshiva. And how much Yerushalayim we really have. And, and that's a great challenge, but it's also a great opportunity. And so when we, when we leave yeshiva, we have to make sure to be mechazik ourselves, that we go to davening every day. It's very, very important for a ben to come to davening. Shachris min chamayrev. Shachris min Don't think, well, it's the summer. I don't have to. You have to. And it's going to anchor you. It's going to moor you to, to ruchnius if you have that, at least. You have shachris min with a minion. And then you have to make starim and learning because starim and learning are going to also make sure that you're, that you're always mushrush and taira. Whatever you're doing, you want to learn other things in the summer, that's fine, but always have a seder kavua. Maybe, you know, chazer what you learn during the year. You should chazer what you... Chazer uh, the bekiyas or learn a new mesechta, but always have a shaykhaz to gemara. And then additionally, you want to learn something extra. You want to learn Nach. You want to learn Halacha. You want to learn... That's great. But everyone has to have a Kesher Nitzri with their Gemara. And don't ever let a day go by without learning a fair amount of time. Whatever works for your schedule. I can't tell you what it is, but... And when you go home, assuming that you're going home... Show the midas that you've acquired in yeshiva. Show that you're a good son. Don't think that, you know, things operate on their own when you're not home, so they should continue operating on their own when you are home. If you're home, you roll up your sleeves. When, you, when you're, uh, you know, your mother or your father comes home from the supermarket, you run outside and you say, can I unpack the car? It's posh it. You know, I want to put things away for you. I want to set the table. I want to clear the table. I want to, These are Tvarim Pshut and Ma'id, but it's good to remind ourselves of these things. Spend quality time with your family. Get to know them again. And, and you know, just show, show that you've, you've, you're growing. That from the last time from Pesach till today or from El till today, wherever, whenever it was that you were home last, that you've grown and that yeshiva had a hashpah because if you come home and you're a para adam, then your parents are going to scratch their head and say, okay, why are we spending, uh, you know, $25,000 a year for this? My daughter showed me that uh, her friend from seminary bought a t-shirt and she gave it to her father and her father was wearing it, hugging his daughter who just came back from seminary 
and it says, I, I, uh, I sent my daughter to a seminary for $30,000, and all she brought me back was a stupid T-shirt, something like that. But, you know, show your parents that what, you, what they invested so greatly in pays off, that, it, that there's, there's a mataro, that it's not, I didn't just send you here, you know, to put on 30 pounds. I, I sent you here to, you know, to, to really, uh, you know, to steig in, in learning. And, re- and if they see that you're, that you're going to davening every day, you're waking up early, and, um, you know, and you're going to minyan, and then you're, uh, and you're learning every day, and it's serious, and you've, you've become a ben taira, that's that's unbelievable. But if they see that you're just like, you know, doing nothing, you're holding down the couch the whole summer, that's, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing beside itself, but it's not a good thing. Be- it just doesn't look good. It's not appropriate. It's not, you have to show them. It's important, you know, PR is very important. It's good to, that they know that you're steiging. And the way to do this, the most important thing to, to get you to remember all that we're saying is I think expressed by Rabbeinu Yaina. Rabbeinu Yaina has a, um, a sefer that it's not well known. We all know Rabbeinu Yaina for Shari Tshuva. He wrote a sefer called Shari Avaida. I think he had a lot, like a series of Sharis. And Shari Avaida basically says, HaPesach HaRishayn Hu if you want to, in a nutshell, remember to always stay honest and stay good and never fall and never, and never be nichshol in a, in a way that's very tragic is by remembering your own self-worth. Remember who you are. Know who you are. Remind yourself constantly that I'm a great person. I'm a ben And a ben would never do such a thing. If you feel like a ben then you're going to act like a ben If you don't identify with a ben and you're just a regular guy, then nothing is going to keep you when you're Aymid Ben Isayan. But if you feel like a ben then you will act like a ben You'll remember who you are, erech atzma, your own personal worth. And then as soon as you do that, you're going to say, I can't do this. I can't, what I'm about to do, I don't want to do. I can't lower myself in my own eyes. Beyond your family, beyond your and beyond your yeshiva, for yourself. Understand how great each and every one of you are. And that raises the bar to a level that you will hopefully be be strong. And no matter where you are, you could be, you know, in the, in the furthest flung places, but you'll always have the zika to yeshiva and to your abeim. But most important, what you've accomplished here in yeshiva is you've built up yourself with kedusha, with tara, you've raised the bar for yourself, and that way you will always stay strong and committed. And that's the greatest bracha. That's the greatest bracha. So let me just part with, uh, with, uh, with my own bracha to you that you should all, no matter what you do, and I look around the room and I see that there's as many people as there are in this room, there's as many stories and as many futures and as many plans as that. 
And so obviously I can't custom tailor to every single person right now how much you mean to me, how much you mean to Shiva, how I've seen you grown, but it's true. You know, these are, you're the best that we have. And, and we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you until Elul or we're going to miss you beyond Elul. But, but you should know that you're very important. Each and every one of you are very supremely important. And if this, if this year, for whatever reason, you did not uh, get the Kesher that you wanted with your Rebbe or with me or with, uh, there's next year. There's next year, Mitzvah and there's beyond. But always understand how precious you are to Yeshiva. And, and we're excited to have you back, those of you that are coming back. Those of you that are not planning on officially coming back, we want you to come back as much as you can at every opportunity and feel that magnetic tug to always come back. And, and you should know that, uh, that you're the future of Klal Yisrael. I look around and I see like such potential in this room. And we've had, we've been zeichen in this yeshiva to have tremendous siyat dishmaya on every front. The guys that have, you know, left these halls are literally the, the best guys in Lakewood, the best guys in the mirror, Rosh Yeshivas, Menalem, and then very dignified Chashavah Bnei Taira who are out in the workforce, in the world of chinuch, in the world of uh, computers, in the world of law, in the world of, of, of finance and medicine. And they're all literally making a Kiddush Hashem in every sphere. And there's no difference. It's all the same as far as I'm concerned. There's no, I don't look at one over the other. Every person is doing their, their hand-tailored, handcrafted mission in life, and that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. So you make us so proud and you will continue to Amir Tzashem. And in the meantime, accept my bracha to have a beautiful summer, a beautiful Ben Azmanim. You deserve to chill a little bit, but always keep in mind to have your Ruchnius every single day, a very healthy dose of, of your Shamayim, of davening, and of learning. Davening, learning your Shamayim every single day of the summer until you come back, and, uh, and then you'll be able to come back with a geschmack and, uh, and with a new brand, with a new zeal to, to take on the new Zman next year, Mitz Hashem, um, with excitement and, and enthusiasm. And until then, we will miss you and we love you. And uh, Bez Hashem, we will continue to have a personal Kesher Shal Kayamah.